Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Men in Blazers ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Join Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 3 million members. You can win up to 25 times your money by picking more or less. Download the app today and use code MIB for a first deposit match of up to $100. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank, USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Rebecca Lowe, or Rebecca Lua, if you listen to Suboptimal Radio, and you are listening to Men in Blazers on the NBC Sports Network. It's unbelievable! It's Wednesday. It's Rog. Back in action like Sam Mewis at Manchester City, but without all that winning. What a day it is today, though. Happy Champions League quarterfinals day. Seven magical games littered over 12 days in the Lisbon bubble, a place where every one of those teams will be living and breathing and telling themselves, we got a puncher's chance of glory. And they're not wrong. We'll break down all the Champions League latest in this magical episode of WGFOP, as well as the Europa League. Hot, hot, hot. Oh, I love me some Europa League, which is to the Champions League what the Olive Garden is to Italian restaurants. Sevilla obviously being the quite fantastic eggplant parmigiana in that fairly awful analogy. Sevilla deservedly dropped Wolverhampton Wanderers yesterday. Steps away now. From what is, by my count there, is it their 371st straight Europa Cup victory? Oh, but credit mighty Wolves, all hail. Their legs finally went from under them at the end of a marathon season, which ended, and this is for reals, 383 days after it began. A late goal did for them. My heart broke, honestly. Wolves, though, can depart with heads held high. They're a magnificent team. They really are. They, they play football the right way and they've given their all they are a club to me who represents so much that's good about the game intelligent leadership collective commitment buccaneering football what a manager Nuno Espirito Santo is the world is a better place with his force of will and optimism in it so let's hear a bit of Nuno we came we came this far now it's over let's rest and uh, and look and look for the future we must work harder on small details so we become stronger. Uh, a word to our fans back in Wolverhampton, I think uh, we miss them. Uh, everything could be different with their, with their presence. Um, this is a moment that we should, but the pandemic didn't allow us to be together. But for sure, the future, the future is, is bright for us. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nuno. Oh, when Nuno says the future is bright, I like to pretend he means the future is bright for the world. And for a second, everything feels like it's going to be okay. Let's take that feeling into the rest of this podcast. Sting me up, Jonah, baby. Right on, right on. You're listening to Smooth Football Talk with Roger Bennett on WGFOP, The Bald. 
That's WGFOP After Dark by Darius Thigpen in Tampa, Florida. Go Bolts! This is WGFOP The Ball, the call-in show where you ask your big ones and I answer them with my heart and soul. Call us now, 646-450-9472 and it'll be your voice singing out the radio on the next edition of WGFOP The Ball, which will be powered by DraftKings, the best king since Stevie. We're grateful to DraftKings for empowering men in blazers to cover the Champions League and the Europa League. That eggplant parmiana. You can download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code MIB when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. What? That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Just enter code MIB when you sign up only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, NJIN or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Oh, producer Jonah. Question numero uno. Hey, Roger Davo. Luis from Chicago here. I support Manchester City. I think Pep is the greatest manager of all time. Uh, my question for the two of you is, how does Pep ride this high after beating Champions League royalty like Real Madrid and ensure that they don't drop the ball against the likes of Lyon, who on paper they should beat easily? Also, do you guys think Pep shaves his head before every Champions League game? Hello, Louis. Oh, hello, Chicago. I could do with some Pequod's pizza so very badly right about now. The big question first. Look, I admire so much about Pep. His innovative mind, his relentless search for perfection, and yes, the way he tends to his bald head. Because, true confession, it's hard to keep a bald head at the perfect length. It takes commitment, micro detail, like the art of bonsai gardening, and Pep bonsai gardens his head so bloody well. It is never unkempt, never overgrown. The back of his mind clearly always front of mind. And compare that to, well, <laughs> me. Unkempt, crappy looking on the inside and out. All of which to say, Pep knows what is going on. There's no escaping him. Pep has seen enough horror movies to be well aware that just like you don't go out and make out in a car with someone in Lover's Lane on a misty night when there's a serial killer on the loose, you don't look ahead. You don't look ahead of the team in front of you, especially in this Champions League tournament. This weird one with its one-legged format. There's no home and away. There's no away goals. There's no playing through the whole 180 minutes in your mind. This is 90 minutes or bust. Makes it almost more like a World Cup than a Champions League, as Pep himself has said. And before it was last 16, quarterfinal, semifinal, two games. You can now is every game is a final. You are in, you are out. So today we start with the two-one, but it was a final, and we'll see. It will see final against Lyon. So it's it's no no chance, no mistakes. From his mouth to the UEFA God's ear. So there will be no looking ahead at the semi-final. There will have been some obsessive looking at Leon tactically and I imagine a fair bit of salivating 
when you look at the way Leon sat back and soaked up Juventus, conceding twice in the process, that would be catnip for City tactically because this Manchester City team is not perfect. Yes, it is vulnerable. Nine losses on the Premier League season, but they fear teams who play the ball confidently into space behind them. Teams who let City come on to them. It's like sticking your head into a Serengeti lion's mouth. Something you really don't want to do. I was going to say, unless you're Siegfried or Roy, but too soon. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Phil Foden start again. Press and run and tire himself out and soften up Leon for Gabriel Jesus' late switch to the middle to take advantage of a tired back line in the final 30 minutes. News coming out of City has David Silva off to join Lazio at the end of this season. The end of the season, which is in the next 12 days. Pep bringing through players in the same way sharks grow new teeth. Let's hear the sound of City wonder. Midway through the second half. Real Madrid need a goal to take it to extra time. That's a rather perilous back pass. And Gabriel Jesus has pounced. And Real Madrid have self-destructed again. They need two goals now. Cannot wait for the Champions League magic, which begins today, 3pm Eastern time, for a story that I cannot wait to see the next chapter of, that Italian Cinderella Atalanta taking on powerhouse, powerhouse chokers, Paris Saint-Germain. What a story Atalanta are, one whose majesty transcends sports. A team hail from Bergamo, a prosperous provincial northern city, population just 122,000. And for most of their 112 years, this club had been sleepy, beautiful, just like Bergamo itself. But since 2010, when former Atalanta footballer turned shrewd retail entrepreneur Antonio Bacassi took over, the team had found a way to compete with football's financial elite. And then some. Bacassi has built a team filled with redemption stories. Everywhere you look, they're a club of second chances propelled by the buccaneering visions of risk-taking manager Jean-Piero Gasparini, a man who'd been written off as a failure after a disastrous short-doom spell at Inter Milan. Should have wrecked his career, but he's resuscitated it with a squad littered with reclamation jobs, rejects plucked for pennies from the scrap heap, stumbling talents like Duvan Zapata, Luis Muriel, Josip Ilicic, and former Middlesbrough bus Martin de Roon. All of them have arrived and thrived and experienced footballing salvation together at Atalanta. And so football brought joy to the region, but it's also brought darkness after a Champions League group stage which they played on the edge. The round of 16 games saw the visit of Valencia back in February, days before the true horror of coronavirus's grip on the continent was truly understood. And tragedy ensued. Bergamo became Italy's capital of Covid, a town filled only with the ambulance whale. And of human hearts breaking, there were an estimated 3,000 deaths around the city, 17,000 throughout Lombardy. Now, ahead of today's epic quarter-final against money-soaked Petro powerhouse PSG, the manager Gasparini has made his team's mission clear to make the people of Bergamo smile again. And smile they will, because as all of the region's political leaders took a rebounding from the immense Covid suffering via a renaissance, their football team, Atalanta, are that renaissance. A way for the city 
the region to reassert itself on the world stage in a way it wants to be seen. And when they watch their boys in black and blue, led by Gasparini in his run and gun pace and overload creating tactics, they will see a Bergamo that is strong, creative, resilient, overflowing with both pride and courage. As the town's new motto, Bergamo, suggests, they represent a place overflowing with love, so much love that no matter which club in the world you support, Atalanta will work their way into your affections and be your second team. Forza Atalanta, am I right? Manchester United and how we needed extra time to beat Copenhagen. Just like a lot of matches, you know, before uh, Bruno Fernandes arrived, uh, less but still happening after Bruno Fernandes arrived. We're just not doing enough to put these matches to rest. We're not scoring goals enough. Bruno Fernandes, I feel like he saves our asses a lot. We need we need more. We have the brain of the operations. We need more goal scorers. We need a out and out striker, someone who we can rely on. When we call upon him, he's dependent. Thank you. Hope all is well. Bye. Well, bit harsh because I've got a lot of respect for what Manchester United have achieved this season. Big picture, top four place. It's what you would have bitten arms off for ahead of this campaign. Mission accomplished. And the Europa League, Europa League's a grind. And this is a tired, tired Manchester United starting eleven at this point. 12 months on from the start of their season. Tired minds, tired legs, really running off vapours. Bruno Fernandes more than most. I think he's played, what, 20 times for United and they're already completely reliant on him to create. It's kind of crazy. And yes, Mason Greenwood looks like a hell of a finisher. But not really a great winger. And that whole right side with him and Wan-Bissaka looks utterly shattered. Give them some credit. Give every team still playing some credit. Because to come off that two and three game, a week schedule, a project, restart, and then plunge right into this crazy tournament format, I'm exhausted covering it. And all I have to do is watch, drink bird type, and down the occasional Jaeger shot. So... Judge United, big picture on the progress. Not on the quality of play at the end of it, because they are shattered. And against Copenhagen, the game plan appeared to revolve largely around hoping the Danes would roll over in fear of the United brand and size of YouTube channel. But the penalty thing is funny. I mean, thank God for penalties. Manchester United up penalties would be... Everton, really. The Europa League winner was the 21st spot kick that United have won in all comps, more than any other team in Europe's top five leagues. 17th that they've actually scored from. Seven of Fernandez's 11 goals since his arrival have come from 12 yards out. And again, respect. It's a tribute to the pace, the fast feet, the movement of Fernandez, Rashford and Anthony Martial. I do think Sevilla are going to be a tough hurdle for United. But if I were a United fan, I'd actually want my team. 
to have as big a rest before next season, which is the real mountain. I want to watch them bolstered with reinforcements, make an assault on with glory front of mind. question top of the morning Raj this is Brendan from Inverness Florida uh, I moved to the United States back in 1996 from Ireland and I was a massive Shamrock Rovers and Manchester United fan uh, this is the first season where the League of Ireland or the Airtricity SFE League is now allowing us to stream all of the games uh, via the internet for the low price $79 for the entire season and I can't tell you how much I wept with joy watching my Rovers come back and beat Derry City 2-1 uh, to one yesterday, uh, the first live Rovers game I've caught in 24 years. Uh, my question to you, Raj, is how long – I've heard you tell stories about having to have your father play the games through the TV, through the phone for you in the States. What do you remember being the first large breakthrough, knowing that you were going to have more and more access to the beautiful game as the years went on? When was that marquee day that you sat there and cried and said, I've got the game back? Love you guys. Respect, courage. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Bye. Oh, Brendan, I love this question. You have got the soul of a poet, the image of you, sobbing alone to Shamrock Rovers, the mighty hoops. It's like Pete Roddy Doyle. Here's the story. And yeah, I've talked a couple of times about the dark days of the 1990s you refer to when I had to phone my dad, Judge Driver, to follow along with Everton's 1995 FA Cup semi-final game against Spurs. Oh, what a day that was. Magic. So that my dad could hold the phone along to the English radio commentary because it wasn't on TV in the United States. We have come so far, so fast in the US and that growth to this America where there's more live football from around the world broadcast on TV than there is even in England. It's been gradual. It's been slow and steady. So it's actually hard to pinpoint the aha moment. But two do come to mind. The first... The day I realised how the internet and the prevalence of the internet was going to be a game changer. I remember the first time in Chicago, the non-profit I worked for got a dial-up modem. There was one given to us for the entire office. Like 80 people shared one modem. There's only one German intern that knew how to work it. And I just remember watching him dial up and connect me, tell me what to do. And that moment I connected to the internet was the moment that I was connected suddenly to, you know, an America in which previously I'd had to rely on my mother's weekly mailing of newspaper cuttings. God love you, Val. She used to cut out any Everton transfer rumor, any injury news, whatever. She would cut it out of the newspaper, mail it to me on a weekly basis. Suddenly the internet meant... I had access to every single Everton fan blog, Blue Kipper, Toffee Web, the English tabloids, everything. And I realised 
wasn't just me, but every American fan now had as much access to every delicious slice of information, every happening, every lineup change, every transfer rumour. And you could feel suddenly as close to and as informed a fan of Leicester if you lived in Los Angeles or if you were in Alabama and just emotionally vibed with Aston Villa. And that felt game-changing in terms of the ability to emotionally connect to the narrative, to the storylines, as closely from the United States as you could as if you lived in the same zip code as the team you supported. But if there was a eureka moment for me, it was really 2006, the World Cup. I'd lived in DC from 1996 to 1999, and I'd watched Fox Sports Channel, it was called then, broadcast a single solitary Premier League game a week, early morning, Saturday. I used to go to the same bar to watch it, Planet Fred, which had me and the same 11 Anglos in exile watching every week with a full English breakfast feasting on a dire game. It was always the worst game of the week. It was like Luton against Sheffield Wednesday. And we would watch it as if it was Boca River. Really, really, we feasted. And there was there was never a single American watching along with us. And then I'd moved to New York by the time the World Cup 2006 moved around. And I was back in D.C. with my wife for a weekend ostensibly to celebrate her birthday. God love her. World Cup 2006 was, I knew it was capturing the hearts and minds of the great American audience, the, the sporting audience, not the soccer fan, but everyone was watching. I also remember the commentating was genuinely awful. England played and the ESPN broadcaster said, and here's the world's most famous footballer, Charlie Beckham. And I'd already started to realise, hmm, hmm, there's a bit of a knowledge gap in this country. And that thought was affirmed when I took my wife on a birthday, God love you, Vanessa, to Planet Fred to watch the United States-Italy game. And half an hour before kickoff, there was a line, an enormous line, around the block to get in. A line the size of, like, I looked at that, I was like, if the Beatles had announced they had reformed for a secret gig, that line would not have been any bigger. And it was in that moment I realised just how enormous the potential audience was for this sport. Football. Soccer. The sport that had been America's sport of the future since 1972. And that feeling, that feeling was life-changing. Here's a chance. Sliced into his own goal. Surely it's an own goal by Zaccardo. And he cannot believe it. Well, there's always a faint smile on his face. And a, a ringing of the wrists. What an unlikely way for Team America to strike back. One more question, please, Jonah. Hey, Raj. Uh, my name is Nick from Los Angeles, California. We used to work for LAFC and been a long-time Chelsea fan. My question for you today considers that fickle thing called destiny. Um, with everything going on recently in our country with the coronavirus and the stop of sports, I was recently furloughed from the Los Angeles Angels and have an opportunity to go and study the football business at the Johan Cruyff Institute out in Barcelona. Um, my question to you is how do you manage that fear of, of leaving and, and all the relationships that you have out here, knowing that you're a whole entire world away. Um, any thoughts and, and advice would be helpful. Love your show, love the positivity, and I'm hoping for a lot of courage to come. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Nick, 
Oh, Nick, God, I wish I could give you a cuddle because you're asking a question that every single listener can relate to. Not not so much the Johan Cruyff Institute in Barcelona, Spain thing, which I should say, holy crap, amazing, mate. More in that all of us are making decisions in our world right now, massive decisions in a world filled with chaos and fear and uncertainty. How do we do it? How do we do it? Because we are adults who crave the known, the definitive, and we like to pretend we know all the answers. How do we operate in a world which is upside down? Bereft of bedrock truth, of any kind of foundation on which to base decisions, how do we chart a path through chaos? Like the Millennium Falcon, flinging its way through Hoth's asteroid field in The Empire Strikes Back. How do we do it? Especially when... Our lives are full of highs and lows on a on an almost daily basis. You've experienced it, the loss of your job and this new opportunity. The staying with the familiar, the plunge into the unknown. And I can't tell you what to do, Nick. I can't. I don't know the ties you have, the responsibilities that surround you. But I would say, make a decision without fear. And by that I mean psychologically. The experience of living with uncertainty like you're doing. That uncertainty is, and I've read a lot about this recently. That uncertainty is more emotionally crippling than making the decision. Either way, stay or go. I promise you, the act of coming to resolution, Nick, will feel better than this moment of aching doubt. So, make your decision. And those listening who are experiencing similar, whatever your predicament, weigh up your pros, weigh up your cons... Work your way to resolution and whatever that resolution is, I promise you, it will feel like a weight off. A step forward, a step through the darkness towards the light. I'll be back on Friday. Call me now with your questions for WGFOP The Bald on 646-450-9472. I'm going to leave you with the Atalanta fight song. Oh, the world feels better with it, innit? Courage. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Men in Blazers ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Okay, so if you had a time machine, how far mm-hmm. in time would you need to go back to be a dominant basketball player of that era? <laughs> I need to go to when Bob Cousy was playing. Back I in, would, in the plumber days? 27-year-old Shay would give Bob Cousy the f***ing business. <laughs> He's not guarding me. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are 
back. We have a new podcast from Wondering. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the best. Each week, Shay and I are combing through all of the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling ones, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Six Trophies ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.